Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins podcast. This podcast showcases the experiences of students and early career professionals working in the alternative protein industry and provides advice on how you can cultivate a career in this revolutionary field. My first guest on the show is Andrew Sales, a business operations manager at Mission Barnes. Mission Barnes is a startup in the Bay Area developing cultivated meat. They are currently focused on making animal fat, which drives the flavor and mouthfeel of meat. I first met Andrew in the Alternative Protein Seminar Program run by Cellular Agriculture Cambridge, which is a fantastic program for anyone who is interested in learning about this industry. I was very impressed with his background and understanding of animal agriculture system and alternative proteins. As someone who doesn't have an educational background in STEM, but was finally able to attain a job in the industry, I felt he was the perfect person to be the first guest on the Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins podcast. Please enjoy my conversation with Andrew. Hello, Andrew. It's great to have you on the podcast. So why don't you start off telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, great to be here, Jeffrey. Like you said, my name's Andrew. I just got into the all-protein industry. I work for a company called Mission Barnes as the business operations manager and really just diving into the industry and trying to help Mission Barnes take it to the next level. Great. That's awesome. So what really inspired you to get into the alternative protein space? I would say it was twofold. There's the bad aspects of of the current industry. I think there's so many issues that plague animal agriculture right now. The climate change issues, environmental degradation issues, antibiotic resistance issues, and just how inefficient it is. A lot of people talk about nine calories in for every one calorie out. And that's just for the chicken, but we're growing all this land just to feed those animals. And we only take a small portion of it. And then there's just the immoral aspects of it. I think everyone would agree that factory farming on a large scale is clearly immoral. And it's just a good cause. And it's a problem worthy of a life pursuit. And then on the flip side, there, there's a lot of good. So it's inspiring to work in the food industry because food is such a big part of my life. You know, I, I think it's a big part of your life and everybody's life. We eat for pleasure and entertainment. We share and experience cultures through food. And then just the more you know about it, the, the healthier you can be, both mentally and physically. So I think it's those two folds, how it's an industry just ready for change. And it's something that can be a part of my life, not just as work. I mean, you put all this time into your job. It's nice to know that this knowledge that I'm I'm learning about food will also impact the other parts of my life that aren't necessarily just work. Yeah, absolutely. I agree that. Food is such a huge part of our lives. And if we can make the food system better in a way that's better for the animals, better for the planet, and better for humans, I think it's a great mission to dedicate your career to, especially something that's going to take up so much of your day-to-day life. 
How did you first discover the realities and, and horrors of factory farming? How did I discover it? So I guess I you know, knew probably in the back of my mind for a long time, but it's easy to be ignorant. I think with how much marketing is out there and how we've trained our minds over time to kind of look the other way. And it probably started when I really dove into it. So right after college, I went to college and and got a, a general business degree. And afterward, I really took some time to figure out what ladder did I want to climb. And by doing that, I looked for what were the biggest problems in the world? What did I want to go after or spend the next 50 years of my life working on? And one thing I just kept circling back to was food. And for all the reasons I stated earlier, I actually gravitated towards vertical farming before I learned about cultivated meat and all proteins. But when I started down that path, I just realized how many issues there were in our current food industry and the long-term effects and how it's only a matter of time before it changes. And so really from then, I just started reading a lot and started watching a lot of documentaries and almost reversed brainwashing, for lack of better words, that I had growing up about where food comes from. And so I kind of pulled back the curtain a little bit. It was uncomfortable, but I just kept diving in because I did think it was a really good cause and industry that's worth pursuing. And I think that was the reason why I just kept watching it and reading about it. And the more you watch, the more you read, the more you're sold on why it's a good cause. And and it, it just changes your perspective on a lot of things. Fair enough. So there was no like distinctive moment that you just felt like this is it. It was just kind of more of a gradual thing over time. You just kind of learned more and more about it. Like, you know what, this, this seems right. It was, it, it still is. I'm not a vegan to this day. I would say I'm a flexitarian more than anything, although I'm definitely a lot more towards the vegan track than I ever have been in my life and kind of going there more and more and cannot wait till cultivated meat really becomes mainstream and then I could just completely cut off all animal products and go that route. But it is, it's it's a slow process. I, I try not to take extremist views for various reasons, although I props to a lot of people who are dedicated to what they do and in sticking by what they believe. It's just slowly, the more I learn, the more I, I just every day want to get 1% better in that direction. Maybe you could tell us a little about how you managed to get the job that you have now. Absolutely. So it was a long time in the making. Going back to where I said right after college, I took some time and really thought about what I wanted to do. And this is 2012. So even before the Mark Postberger I fell into vertical farming. And so I was actually teaching English in Spain at the time. And I sent out resumes all over the place for companies that are, were starting up these vertical farms. They were just sprouting up, pun intended. And I got rejected by everybody. They're looking for scientists. They're looking for PhDs, people in the industry that have been there for a while with a proven track record. And I, I really just had a, a college degree. And I was like, all right, well, I need to get some experience. So I worked my way up. I worked a lot of sales and marketing jobs, moved around the country a little bit from one job to the next, kind of moving up in my career. And then kind of throughout that time, I always had plan in the back of my mind that the food industry was where I wanted to land. 
And I started hearing about cultivated meat. And I, I think that really captivated me because it just seemed like this very cool futuristic food product that can change the game, both dealing with the issues as well as just taking our culinary experiences to a completely different level. So it was very exciting. So I started following all these companies, mainly on LinkedIn. I don't have too much social media. And I didn't even apply at that point because all they're looking for is scientists. So either you were the one who kind of did the startup or you're a scientist working in the field. But as soon as I saw those companies start to raise Series A and started having that money come in, they started opening up the business side for hires. So as soon as I saw Mission Barnes raise their Series A, I actually applied for their head of people role. Still didn't have the qualifications. I was a manager for a couple of years at my current company, and, and they're really looking for you know, a top HR person to come in. And so I talked with the hiring manager. We had some great conversations, but it just wasn't the right fit. And I was comfortable with my job and, you know, it was fine. And sorry for interrupting, but what were you currently doing at the time? What I currently was doing is I was a manager of a sales team for a company called England Logistics, which is another great company out there. And I worked with trucking companies on their financial needs, helping cash flow and kind of everything with their accounting. It was a great company to work for. So getting back to your story, what happened after you got turned down by the first position you applied for at Mission Barnes? And six months later, they had a new role come up, which is this business operations role. I applied for that and I kind of told the hiring manager, I'm very comfortable where I'm working, but the industry that you're currently in, cultivating meat, what Mission Barnes is doing is incredibly exciting. And I would drop all of it to go work there. The last time I applied for a position was with you six months ago for that head of people role. We kind of laughed about it, but this was a good fit for me. So it was a business operations manager role, a lot of the same skills that I was currently doing. So we talked a little bit more. I met the team. One thing led to another. And and now I'm down in, in San Francisco working for Mission Barnes. So what would you describe your role is on a day-to-day basis? It's kind of tough to say because we are still a small company. So I get to do a bit of everything on the administrative side. So just to kind of break it down, I mean, I'm doing managing regular office operations, things like waste management, security, purchasing, inventory, shipping, cost management, budgeting, financial planning, accounts payable. I get to work with a lot of the vendors. So just doing vendor relations, maintaining internal tools and IT systems, assist with facility needs, with lab maintenance needs. It's been very exciting kind of getting into my first labs, first time I've ever worked with scientists and learning a lot of these tools and then just helping new hires. But right now we're in that stage where I get a lot of help with it, but I get to dip my toes in, in every part of the business And it's been kind of fantastic to see the company from all angles and to work with the scientists, the chefs, everybody on the administrative side. You had to answer your question a little bit of everything on the business side. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like a lot of really small startups, you really get the opportunity to try a lot of hats and and really be involved in almost every part of the process. And that's really great, especially for someone really early on in your career to see what the different aspects of a business are like and, and how a business is run too. 
Absolutely. It's really exciting. It's very educational and to not just be that cog in the machine. What is it like working for Mission Martin? How would you describe the company culture there? The company culture, you know, it's always changing because we're hiring people left and right. I was hired almost five months ago. I think I was the 20th hire. And I think we've brought on maybe 10 people since then. It's fantastic. People I work with are incredibly creative, intelligent, and just passionate individuals. You know, with a mix of the scientists and chefs and the, the business personnel, we're all coming together for one purpose. It's almost with like a space race type mentality. With cultivated meat, it's not even regulated or approved yet by the FDA or the USDA. We're on this cutting edge and every day is bringing new challenges and we're troubleshooting new problems and trying to figure things out for the first part. And we're in this competition with all these other companies and it's really friendly competition because based on our our morals, we almost want all these other companies to succeed as well, going in there every day and, and working towards this one goal with a small group of people that you do get to meet very intimately when it is that small of a company. So what is your favorite part about working for Mission Barnes? It would have to be the people and just a group of enthusiastic individuals that are excited every day and and teaching everyone their kind of skills and, and sharing what they're doing. But then again, there's also the food. We do these taste tests every now and then, and it is awesome anytime we're, we're testing something new out. And it's exciting to be on the front lines, tasting the, the food of the future and crafting it to be that much more. And I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of what the masses think. But also one of my favorite parts is just the belief that I'm, I'm doing something with such a large impact. It's just a very rewarding job. Or when I wake up in the morning, I'm excited to go to work and take on those new hurdles and get to the next step. And there, there's so much to celebrate, whether it's different runs with our bioreactors or doing our small taste testings, meeting with different investors and chefs and hearing what people think about the idea and the product. So we do have a few kind of VIP testings every now and then. And it's always awesome to hear what people think about the company and and what we're doing. I feel like every job is always going to be some sort of downside or something that you're not too fond about that you kind of have to do. So what would you say is your least favorite part of your job? It was a tough question. I think it like in an interview, what do you need to work on the most is is always a challenging question. You can almost always flip it to why it is a, a perk as well. But I would say the least favorite part is this job really forced me to look behind the curtain that much more of where our food comes from. So when I took this role, I felt a responsibility to dive deep into the agriculture industry. And I learned things that most people would probably prefer to be ignorant to. And it's tough to see the mass production of animals for food and learning that side of the business. But again, you know, I feel that obligation and that it's probably one of the downer sides is to kind of lift that veal and, and look into that part of reality. It can be tough to see that stuff and we contemplate on such a large scale that it's done every day. The numbers are just incomprehensible, really. Do you have any advice for listeners to this podcast? Well, primarily people who are maybe early in their career or looking to shift into the alternative protein field. And it can just be sort of general or specific to your situation. 
First and, and foremost, I, I think your listeners are already in the right place. I mean, listening to podcasts is a great place to start, knowing what's going on. Reading is crucial. Things are changing constantly. So just being up to date or, or reading books, whether it's about the technology or just about where we came from when it comes to food production and knowing where, where we're going. And then following companies on LinkedIn or in other places on social media, see what they're doing. Because I, I do think this is a, a sought after industry. It, it's a very exciting industry. And so as soon as a job is posted, you want to hop on it. So follow these companies, seeing what they're doing. Whenever you make it to that interview, explain to them that you have been following this industry. You have been reading up on it. You have been listening to podcasts on it. I think the biggest thing is have a game plan. If you are in school right now, or if you are in a job right now, and maybe you're not currently happy where you are, you feel like a cog in the machine. This industry is going to need all types of skills. Just make sure you're kind of working hard with wherever you are in life knowing that and having the vision that that hard work is going to translate into skills that will not only help you get into this industry, but will help you thrive in this industry. Just staying up to date with the industry, reading and and work hard at whatever skill you're crafting right now and knowing it will pay off. And then just having that faith that if this is the route you decide to go, the skills will take you there eventually. I admire your persistence and your patience going back to the story about how you got your job. You knew back in 2012 that this was something that you want to focus on, spend your career, but the time wasn't right. There was no really opportunities. And so you worked at it, built up some of your skills in your area of expertise. And then when the time was right, we reached out to them and maybe they weren't quite ready yet, but you still stuck at it. You're persistent. They maybe has to wait a little bit longer. And then six months later, another opportunity came up and it worked out well for you. So I think that's another key takeaway is have some patience and don't give up too easily. This is an exciting field and it's growing and it's probably not going to be going away anytime soon. There's definitely a lot more jobs now even than there were when you were probably first looking. So I think it's a promising sign for people who want to get into this space. We need everybody, whether they're in certain job roles or just in the marketplace talking about it. And that's the one thing I'd kind of say to people as well, is even if it's not in your industry, it's a very exciting topic. Again, food, we go to food for so many things, whether it is celebrating or or learning people's cultures. And right now, cultivated meat isn't on the market, but you have a lot of fermented products on the market. You have a lot of these plant-based foods that are on the market now. And go out and, and have fun, explore these foods and talk about it with friends, compare them, what needs to get better, what's on the way, and maybe it doesn't taste as good as the ice cream you currently love, but people are working on it constantly. And just exploring through that, I think it's a very exciting time really to be alive right now. It's kind of a new frontier that we're all experiencing. And I'm very excited for what the next year, the next five years, and and the next 10 years will bring just to our taste buds alone. Yeah, I think the development of food, similar to the trajectory of other technological developments, has been exponential, and it's probably going to continue at that rate. That means we're going to continue to develop new and novel foods and flavors and textures, and I think think you're absolutely right. It's going to be potentially really revolutionary um, in the next few years and a complete reshaping of our food system. Couldn't agree more.
All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add or talk about or other points of interest you want to bring up? The only other thing I might add is that this is a very welcoming industry. If you do find somebody out there, feel free to, to reach out to them to see how you can help. It's not like some other industries where everyone's competing when they want to put down their competitors and everything like that or, or not give away any secrets. But for example, find me on, on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to answer any questions for people if they have them or, or anybody else out there. And you'd be surprised what doors will open up if you just reach out, put yourself out there. So I'd say reach out, keep learning about it, keep talking to your friends about it, put it into the universe and it'll kind of come back to you. And then more than anything else, really just have fun with it. It's a fun topic to learn. I think that's one of the reasons why I could stick with it for so long and not be in the industry because it's just, it's interesting where we're going, how food is changing, what it's going to look like. And now that I can say just for my job more than anything, more than just a side hobby, it's a great feeling. So I would just challenge people to get out of their comfort zone and believe in it and go after what you want. And, and eventually this industry is going to blow up and we could use all the help we can get. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's definitely a really interesting field and it's developing quite quickly. Everyone who I've met in this industry is extremely friendly and open and willing to talk about their work because everyone's so dedicated to the mission of ending factory farms. That common goal is really what unites people in, in this field and, and makes them so passionate and, and friendly too. As a final comment or question, is Mission Barnes actively hiring? We are actively hiring for a lot of roles. So yes, go to uh, missionbarns.com check out all the roles we're hiring for. And even if something's not there, but you feel like you can contribute, send in a message. We'll either reach out to you right then and there. We'll log in, reach out to you in the future. But yes, please visit the website. Come check us out, see what we're doing. Follow us on LinkedIn and apply. That's awesome. Glad to hear that you're continuing to grow. And hopefully there's some opening positions here that listeners might be interested in applying for. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me and sharing your experience. It's been great to have you on the show. Thanks, Jeffrey. It's been great being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you found Andrew's story inspiring and reassuring that just because you don't have a technical or science background, it doesn't mean that you can't get a job in the alternative protein industry. Please stay tuned for the next episode, but until then, keep searching as there's a place for everyone, including you, to be a part of the alternative protein revolution. <laughs>